Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion Team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 53. Why would the Cubs not want to be competitive? Don't forget to download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook or email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. I'm Crowley. Happy Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I guess you could say it. if you're a Cub fan or if you're sitting at Wrigley today, it's not that happy. No, no, not a great day to be out at Wrigley at all. The uh, Red Sox coming to town, take two out of three from the North Siders. But uh, let's uh, let's get after it. Let's figure out how this all broke down. I think you and I both predicted that the Cubs would win two out of three. And that was before we knew that their three best pitchers were going to go in this one. They kind of uh, moved the uh, starting pitching around a little bit from when we had uh, previewed this series. So let's get after it. You were at the game Friday night, Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs. Yeah. So like you said, this is the, we, we talked about it at the last show. You wanted to come out of the break strong and this was going to be a tough matchup. There was no doubt about it. The Red Sox have been very hot lately and it was crap. Uh, Kyle Hendricks versus Brian Bella, who Bella has been one of their better pitchers. I was at the game. The Cubs lose this one eight to three. And I got to tell you, Dustin, I hate Friday night games. Friday belongs at one twenty. None of these night things. It was a weird night. It was awkward. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, Kyle Hendricks had his worst start since coming off the IL. Looked like he was throwing batting practice. Hendricks went four point <laughs> two innings. He gave up eight hits, five runs. He gave up four home runs, Dustin. Well, that's something that's I just mean, uncharacteristic and unexcusable for Kyle Hendricks. Right. Rafael Devers hit two home runs. Adam Duvall, Tristan Casas, Justin Turner, Yu Chang. They hit six home runs total. So four from off of Hendricks and two off the bullpen. Uh, Anthony K pitched 1.1 scoreless inning, but Leiter gave up two runs. Assad gave up a run. But, you know, Dustin, the question that I walked away with as far as Kyle Hendricks is concerned is that it looked like they had this successful battery going on between um, Kyle Hendricks and Miguel Amaya. They were working really well together, right? 
The last time they worked together was on the 4th of July against the Brewers, and Kyle went, gave up two runs in six innings okay, against a very good Brewers team. Then on July 9th, his next start against the Yankees, it wasn't Amaya he was throwing to, but Tucker Barnhart. He gave up four runs in 5.2 innings in that start. And then obviously he gave up, you know, five runs in this start. So I'm not blaming Kai, um, Tucker Barnhart. I just, you, you, you guys have an opportunity on the Mully and Haw show in the mornings to talk to Tommy Hadovy. You know, one question. It's I would Wednesday. Ask for, he'll be on, he'll be on this Wednesday. Yes. We will definitely ask about that. Right. I want to know, and, and let's bring it back to the show and, and, and figure out why they split up the battery because to me, I thought that was a perfect battery. It seemed like he really enjoyed throwing to Amaya. It seemed like Amaya was learning a lot from Hendricks. And then all of a sudden, the last two starts, you don't – I mean, look, it's not like you're putting Tucker in there for his bat, right? Right, right. I mean, when Tucker does get an RBI, you got to win those games. We know that. But, yeah, he's not in there for offense, that's for sure. Offensively speaking, uh, Cody Bellinger was really it for the Cubs. Mike Talkman had the RBI double at the bottom of the third. Belly hit a solo home run in the fourth. And in the six, the home run in the six went off my brother's hand, hit me in the shoulder, and the guy behind us got the home run ball. So that just come on, come on, tells you the kind of night we had. Bellinger was two for four, Morel was three for four, and Tucker Barnard did have a good day offensively, two for three. Uh, whether the Cubs trade or belly, and we're going to talk about that later, but it looks like betting on himself on a one year deal is really going to pay off handsomely. Yeah, he has been uh, red hot and fuego on fire. Any other adjective you want to give? Again, I think I've said it on the podcast. I know I've said it on the Mully and Haw show. If there was a guy that I would be interested in extending, it would be Cody Bellinger. But we'll get into that a little bit later. So game two, afternoon baseball at Wrigley Field. Crowley, just like you like it, just like I like it. Marcus Stroman after the All-Star break on the hill. Yep, Marcus Stroman versus James Paxton. Uh, the Cubs will win this one 10-4. to 4. And so Stroman, remember, he didn't make go to the All-Star game. He wanted to rest and relax, and it looked like it, that really kind of paid off for him. He went six innings. He gave up three hits, one run, one walk, and three Ks. For those of you keeping track at home, that was Marcus' 15th quality start, which leads all of MLB. Julian Merriweather went one inning, gave up two hits and two runs. Michael Fulmer and Daniel Palencia each pitched an inning of shutout ball, but it was the offense that really was, you know, just so impressive on this day against the Red Sox best pitcher, James Paxton, the offense hit him like a pinata. Easily, but then the Red Sox fell apart. The Cubs loaded the bases with no ops in the third. Nico hits one to shortstop Enrique Hernandez, who bobbles the ball. Everyone's safe. It makes it one, nothing. Then Saya grounded out to third baseman Rafael Devers, who stepped on third, and he's going for the double play. So he steps on third. He's going to throw it home. Um, but it was a bad throw. It got away from the catcher. Amaya scores. The Cubs are up 2-0. Hap would walk to load the bases, and then Cody Bellinger unloaded the bases with a grand slam to make it a 6-0 Cubs lead. And then and you put it on cruise control from there. Right. And that was Bellinger's fifth home run in the last six games. Paxton gave up more earned runs in the third inning than he had given up in any full start this season. So Patrick Wisdom added a two-run blast in the fourth, his first since May 28th. Hopefully that gets him going. And then Christopher Morel and Miguel Amaya drove in runs. And that's all and you know, good for them. Cubs didn't need it. They won 10 to 4. 
And that's exactly kind of where we thought this series would be going into Sunday, right? Going into game three, we both predicted that they would win two out of three. Um, again, we had the pitching uh, order a little bit wrong. Wasn't completely set. And what we uh, info we had ended up not being good info. So the Cubs used their three best pitchers in this series. And Sunday, it was all-star Justin Steele. Yep. Justin Steele versus Cutter Crawford. I love that name. What a disaster. Great name for a pitcher, right? Cutter Crawford. Right. But this was just an absolute disaster. Offense, pitching, starting pitching, bullpen, defense. It was all atrocious. Uh, They just couldn't do anything right. Justin Steele gives up a home run to Rafael Devers. It's your favorite. It's a unicorn home run, Dustin. Only a home run in Wrigley Field in the basket. In every other park in MLB, that would not have been a home run. There was there was uh, three home runs that weekend for for the for Devers. He was on our hot list. We said look out, and the guy still has remained red hot as he leaves Chicago. Thank God. Uh, Steele settled down and was doing well until the fifth inning. To start off that inning, Connor Wong hit a ground ball that deflected off the glove of Nico Horner. He definitely should have had it. Um, I don't know what's going on with scoring this year in baseball, but it seems like the scores. I mean, I know there's such a thing as hometown scoring, but this is just ridiculous. Some that of these was calls. that was that was stupid. I mean, that was, that, that was that's an error. An error. That's right. an error. I mean, right. it could have been it could have been an error on the fielding crew. Uh, maybe there was a rock that uh, they just didn't get out of the way. Um, Nico Horner makes that play um, 999 times out of a thousand. Okay? Absolutely, he makes that play. Yeah. So that's an error. That that is an error. Absolutely, and that should have been the first out of the inning. The Red Sox will load the bases and score on a single by uh, Rob Brensnyder, and the Cubs were down two nothing. But Steels was able to get Devers to strike out and Adam Duvall to pop out. So that would have been three outs, Dustin, right? Yep. You you would have left the bases loaded, but it didn't happen. It looked like Steele's going to get out of it with minimal damage. He had an 0-2 count on Masataka Yoshida, and he hits a grand slam. And at that point, the Cubs are down 6 nothing. They're never going to be in it again. They, they, Steele went six innings. He gave up six runs on 10 hits, gave up two home runs. He also struck out six. But, you know, look. Nine uh, hits, it, Crowley. Nine hits. He didn't give sorry. up ten. He only gave up nine. Nine the hits. Official score gave him ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what ends up happening, man, is, is that, like I said, that one home run that would have been in a home run nowhere else and the air which led to four unearned runs. It, it totally look, makes the line look different. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the air, you know, an error helped the Cubs get going on uh, Saturday, and then this error helped the uh, Red Sox get going on Sunday. Right. The bullpen wasn't much better. Rucker went 1.1 innings. Gave up one hit, two walks, and three earned runs. Alzali gave up two runs on two hits, including a home run. And then to add insult to injury to the fans, it stuck it out. Tucker Barnhart pitched the ninth. So how embarrassing is that? That's when you know it gets out of control. But, I mean, I got to say, you know, you just made that comment, Crowley, and it made me think about it again as I'm watching the game today. And Tucker Barnhart's out there throwing. And I'm steaming mad. I'm sure you were steaming mad as well. And – the amount of fans that were still there and that were cheering and standing as if the Cubs were going, I mean, the Cubs are either the greatest fans in the world or those people today were the biggest bunch of dopes. I'm not rich quite sure. Cause I think I would have walked out Crowley. I would not have been hanging out anymore. I mean, I might've watched Tucker Barnhart pitch just for the, I guess the laughter of it potentially, but I wouldn't. I would have been out of there after that. I would have been out of there for the bottom of the ninth. And they did. They do. They do go on and get some runs. But that was just. I, I had. To, I had to talk to you about the fans in that situation. I was actually really surprised. Well, there were. You know, obviously the Red Sox are very much like the Cubs. They travel well. There was a good right. contingency of Red Sox fans. 
And I think at some point it's a sunny day in the bleachers and you had a bunch of beers and there's going to be some people that are just going to just there. Well, oh, well, might as well just laugh and whatever. Cause that's all you can do at that point. Right. I mean, right. Can't get know, mad anymore. There's nothing to get mad about. Right. Right. It's done. The offense did nothing against cutter, but you know, cutter was the weakest pitcher they faced all weekend and he dominated six yeah, he innings. Had a nice, yeah, nice game. Yep. The Cubs only had one hit against him in six innings. Right. He, you know, he, he they walked four times. They, they struck can't out take advantage. They can't times. take advantage of that. You can't take advantage of four walks. That's also terrible. No. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. They had two on and no outs in the first and did nothing. Ian Happ hit into an inning-ending double play. They had two on and no outs in the third and did nothing. Morrell hit into a double play. They finally got a couple hits and runs in garbage time, but they're never really into this game. They hit into two double plays that we talked about. They left seven men on base. Two for 10 with runners in scoring position. And that's really all you need to know. Now, Very frustrating, Crawley. And one other thing, and, and in hindsight, it's 2020. And Christopher Morrell has been doing a pretty nice job at the plate, right? He's he's he, he's a guy we're going to talk about later in the show. But I just, gosh, him batting third and Bellinger batting like sixth or seventh. It's like, hmm? Like, just, I, I don't get it. Right. It, it's bizarre. And, 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 Here's the thing, you know, the Cubs really needed to make a statement this weekend, and they did. The statement they made is that they're the same inconsistent team they were in the first half. Maybe one day they're going to look like the greatest team, and then the next day they look like a, like like bottom feeders. Well, know? the good news is is that the Reds got brought back to earth right before the All-Star break and right after the All-Star break by the Brewers, who are now in first place. So maybe this right. uh, Reds phenomenon is going to be short-lived. They had a, like a three-week run, and they're now back to being the Reds. The point being, though, it, it, let's let's play this clip here because Marcus Stroman was asked about the trade deadline and how it impacts him and Cody Bellinger. This is what he had to say. Love to be here, long term. You know, everyone's always putting this emphasis on, oh, we need to play good in seven days, ten days, and then we could be buyers. But I actually don't believe in that. This 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 division's wide open. And then if you even look deeper than that, as an organization, why would you not want to be competitive for multiple years, year after year after year? Belly's a guy who changes your lineup. He's a guy who, why would you want him to get away? Why would you want a guy like myself who goes out there and gives you quality starts in a league that's incredibly hard to do? You know what I mean? It's incredibly hard to, to say, oh, we're going to get this production out of this young guy. Or we're going to get this. It's But it's hard, you know? And I know Belly wants to stay. You know what I mean? I know I would love to stay here, but a lot of that's out of our control. So at the end of the day, it's a business, so we have to treat it as such. Even though we have this, this love for this fan base and, and this organization, it's hard to kind of separate it at times. But, yeah, um, I love being a Cub. I love everything about it. But, you know, 
someone who's been through it before, it's something you kind of have to distance yourself a bit because a lot of it's out of your control. And no matter how much I love it, I can wake up tomorrow and be gone. So um, it's tough, but love everything about the city of Chicago and, and, and this organization. And no matter what happens, I, I, I would hope that they would be in, um, in the mix in the offseason uh, when it comes to my free agency. Yeah, so a lot to unpack there, Crowley. A lot, lot was said in that clip. Um, we all know that he likes being here. He goes so far as saying he loves to be here. Um, and it is very interesting. I do think this division not only is winnable this year, but I think it's going to be winnable in the future. So that's where this becomes very interesting as far as, you know, signability. I, I mean, uh, could could they potentially trade Marcus Stroman and could Stroman come back? I, I love that. I love that idea. And I want to know how much is Bellinger enjoying playing for the Cubs? Now, is he enjoying playing for the Cubs or is he enjoying that he bet on himself and he's going to get a massive payday because of it? Now, hopefully it's with the Cubs, but they're probably the two outside of Shohei Otani. The two most valuable trade pieces are Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now here's the issue that I, you know, like I said, a lot to unpack there. With Bellinger, here's what we know with Bellinger, okay? He is represented by Scott Boris, and there is no way that Scott Boris ever lets his uh, free agent sign uh, after the trade deadline. When you're after the trade deadline and you're doing really well, then you go ahead and you get to free agency and let the best, the, the highest bidder win, okay? That was even with Chris Bryant, the same thing. Chris Bryant said, oh, I'd like to be a Cub. It didn't matter. Once he, he was going to hit free agency, and if the Cubs wanted him, then the Cubs just had to be the highest bidder, okay? So Cody Bellinger is not signing an extension after the trade line deadline. That will not happen. Now, Marcus Stroman said he's open to it, okay? And the one thing we did talk about is that Stroman leads MLB in quality starts. And you and I have seen it because we've seen young guys come up, whether it was Hayden Wesniski, whether it's Caleb Killian, some of these guys come up and, and you realize – it is a lot harder than you you uh, expect it to be. And that's the issue that we're facing here is you, you have Marcus Stroman. Now he's 33. He wants a five-year deal. He's going to be 38 when that deal's done. How, how is that going to look? Again, he's not a big, strong guy. He's a guy that really relies on movement, but he prepares himself well. And so, you know, it, it's, it's this issue of why – and this is where Stroman kind of, you know, really kind of perked my ear up. Why wouldn't you want to be competitive every year? You know, you're the right. That's just it. Why would you not want to be competitive all the time in a division that is absolutely winnable right now? You are the only major market team. You have more money than any of the other teams. What are we doing here? I mean, are are, are we are we doing another sell off? I mean, we're talking year number sell off for year three years in a row, three seasons in a row. At this point in time, you got to ask yourself how much more can you ask of the fan base. Because, Dustin, as you know, with sports media in this type of business, I mean, Marquee, their numbers are way down compared to what they were when we were talking about the Chris Bryants and the uh, Rizzo and the Baez deals. And so, you know, if the Cubs really, you know, it's great that they spent some money this year, but two of the signings that they made had not worked out really at all. And, you know, if you're going to sit there and give away one of the top hitters in the free agent market, and one of the top pitchers who says he wants to be on your team, how are you going to replace it? I, I really need an answer from somebody. Right. So. Well, that's just it. How, how how do you replace it? You're not getting guys that are going to be on the roster next year for 
these two guys. I don't think, right? You're not getting an everyday player in return for one of these two guys. And if you are, they're not going to be anywhere near as good as, as these guys are. So it is something that we're going to have to keep our eye on all the way up until the last day of July. It's a gamble. Let's just say this though, in all fairness, it is a gamble because Cody Bellinger had is having a good season this year. Take a look what he did the last three years and it's been garbage. So Scott Boris is going to ask for six, seven years, close to hundred. You know how this all is going to play out. Right. So it, it's always and this match. And the end. Yankees might be in, right? The Yankees might right. be in on him. Right. So. And so when you look at this right here, uh, you know, you, you're taking a gamble. You, you know, either A, he's going to leave and be great, and you're going to be like, why were you so cheap, and why didn't you sign him to a long-term deal? Or B, you sign him to a long-term deal, and he's bad, and then you're asking, well, why is he playing every day? Well, because you're paying him, you know, 20, 30. You saw what happened with Hayward. And right. so Bruce Levine did report that a lot of AL teams – are also kicking the tires on Stroman, including the Blue Jays. Blue Jays and the Astros, I saw. Yeah. So this is something we're going to have to keep an eye on, but this is why this weekend's so frustrating. I know it was hard, but this is this is the position the Cubs put themselves in. By having the first half they did, they don't have room for air, and here we are in the second half losing the first series out of the gate with your best pitchers going. Not the greatest thing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.